website, ojtooks.com. That is O-J-T as in Tom, O-K as in Kite, S as in Steve.com, ojtooks.com. Welcome again to the While You Are Single podcast and enjoy the show. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how are you doing again? Uh, welcome to another edition of the While You Are Single podcast. My name is O.J. Tokes, and uh, I thank you for listening to the program. If you happen to be in the Houston area on July the 25th, I would like to invite you to our While You Are Single service. That will be taking place on July the 25th at HBU, Houston Baptist University, in a facility known as Dillon One. So if you'd like more information about that, um, check our website, ojtalksministries.org, ojtalksministries.org, and click on the While You're a Single logo, and you get more information about our service on July the 25th. Hope you can make it and bring a friend or two. Welcome again to the While You're a Single podcast. This week, I want to talk about um, something that a lot of single people are doing, something that a lot of single people are encouraged, especially those who are trying to do things right as far as relationships are concerned. Uh, Perhaps the number one thing that uh, singles are encouraged to do, and perhaps um, some singles might say, well, duh, I'm already doing it, and it's waiting, waiting on God waiting for the right time, waiting for the right person. Um, As a single person, perhaps you're listening and perhaps you realize that um, singles wait for a lot of things, you know, wait for God's timing, wait for the right person. Um, You're waiting for your breakthrough regarding relationships. And I want to encourage you because I know that um, waiting can be difficult. In fact, uh, I heard a story about a king and uh, this king had no heir. He had no son. And he was looking for a successor to his kingdom. So um, he decided to um, hold a competition to find out um, the next king to um, grant the opportunity for someone to take his place. And they gathered all the men in his kingdom for this uh, um, contest. And uh, they put him through a a number of tests. And um, some failed the test, some passed. And when that happened, they... Uh, put him through another test, and some failed and some passed. At the end of all the tests, three guys were left. So decided to put him to a foot race. They decided to test him and see who will win the foot race. So um, when that had been decided, they marked the course that they will run the foot race. And prior to them uh, beginning the race, an attendant went to each of the guys and told them that you're going to hear two signals first. You're going to hear the signals to begin the race, but don't start the race. Wait until you hear a special signal from the king. When you hear the special signal from the king, then you can start the race. He told each of the three guys, do not start the race when you hear the first signal. Only start right after you hear the signal, the special signal from the king. The men agreed that they heard everything and the race was about to start and they heard the first signal. The first man ran. He ran ahead and he stopped because he didn't hear the second signal and he remembered that he wasn't supposed to run. The second man, when he saw that the first man ran, he also ran. So when he began running, the first guy now saw that the second guy ran, so he continued running. And next thing you know, both of them were running. The third guy didn't run because he was waiting for the king's signal. 
And while he was waiting, he was hoping the signal would come soon because the two guys were already ahead of him. So he was gauging that he perhaps could catch them. But as they were running, he never heard the signal and he felt dejected. He felt like, you know, the king forgot and he felt like he couldn't catch up with them. The other two guys, they ran the race and they actually tied. So they were tied. Then the king called all three men to him and he said, he asked the first guy, why did you run? Weren't you told to wait for my signal? The first guy said he forgot. The king asked the second guy, why did you run? Didn't you know that you were supposed to wait for my signal? The second guy said he saw the first guy running, so he ran. The third guy, he said, why didn't you run? And the third guy said he never heard the signal. And the king looked at the third guy and said to him, I knew you could run, but I didn't know you could wait. You might be listening now, and I want to encourage you because God knows that you can run. God knows that you can work. God knows that you can make things happen. But can you wait for God to make things happen for you? Can you rely on God to make things happen for you? Waiting on God is very important to help you receive all that he has for you. Are you waiting on God or are you wailing on God? Are you waiting patiently with the right attitude for God to show himself strong on your behalf? Or are you wailing, complaining, fretting, getting upset, irate, bent out of shape because nothing is happening for you in the finding love area? I like to describe waiting on God like a server. I'm sure perhaps you've heard other people use this analogy before. It's like serving God. While you're serving God uh, like a waiter, it's like a waiter serving a table. When you wait on a customer, you find out what they want and sometimes they're not ready to order. So you just go and wait on other customers while the initial customer is trying to figure out what they want to eat. Waiting does not mean you don't do anything. It means you're serving. While you're serving, you're serving in other areas as well. You're busy doing other things. You're being productive. Waiting on God does not mean that your life comes to a standstill. Nothing ever happens. And I like to contrast between waiting on and waiting for God. Waiting on God is like you're active but you're patiently waiting for God to move on your behalf. You're serving, you're busy in other areas, you're being productive. Meanwhile, having a heart to receive something from God, waiting for God is like, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm not gonna have the right attitude, I'm not gonna be happy until God meets your ultimatum. And uh, um, I once heard Pastor Joel Osteen say that God does not do things by our due dates, but by his set time. Do you have a due date or do you have or are you waiting on God's set time because God's timing is the best? And perhaps you're familiar with Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Isaiah 40 31 that says that those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall not walk. They shall walk and not faint. Those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Notice that it did not say that everybody is going to mount up with wings like eagles. It did not say that everybody shall run and not be weary. It does not say that everybody shall walk and not faint. It specifies the kind of people that receive the promises that go with that verse. And those kinds of people are those that wait on the Lord. That's why it starts off by saying that those, not everybody, but those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. To wait on the Lord, the word translated as wait there is the Hebrew word kavah. And it simply means to expect, to look for, and to hope. So when it says wait on the Lord, it means to expect, look for, and hope in the Lord. Some translations even use the word trust. Those that trust in the Lord shall renew their strength. Those that trust in the Lord, those that wait, those that expect, those that look for, those that hope in the Lord. So what happens to those that don't hope in the Lord, those that don't trust, those that don't expect, those that don't look for? After all, they have been waiting all this time. They have been expecting all this time and they give up. What happens to those that lose their joy, that lose their expectations, that lose their hope, perhaps Proverbs 13, 12 gives us a clue. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. The thing you're hoping for is taking too long to happen and, and, and eventually you can lose your hope. And when that happens, you position yourself to become depressed and become sick and become distraught. Hebrews 6, 19 says that hope is the anchor of the soul. And you know what an anchor is? An anchor is what enables a ship to stay at the dock. But when you lose your anchor, you lose yourself, you get lost in this sea of unfruitful relationships. You get lost in trying to do things your own way. You get lost and way and, and, and you wander off God's best path for your life. I want to encourage you to continue to wait. Let me tell you a little bit about my story. I know I... I talk about this, um, uh, I've been having this podcast for a while now, and, and I haven't really um, said too, mu too much about myself and too much about my story. And I understand my story is not everybody's story, but I want to encourage you. I am not telling you something that I haven't gone through myself. It was back in 1995 that I began to be serious with God. I was about 20 years old then. That was when I was like, God, I want to be serious about you. I was raised in a Christian home. Thank God for that. That, that. that went a long way to help me out. I was raised in a Christian home, but for the first 19 years of my life, I was kind of riding on my parents' faith. But uh, shortly after I turned 20, Christmas Eve of 1995, that wasn't my birthday. My birthday was a few months prior, but on the eve of Christmas, 1995, December 24th, 1995, I decided to be serious about God. I decided to be um, straight with God. I, did, I rededicated my life back to Christ. So I began to take my life more seriously with God. And uh, around that time, I began to uh, ponder um, about marriage. And I guesstimated that perhaps I'll get married when um, 
I'm like 26, so between 26 and my early 30s, uh, 26, 30, 31, something like that. Um, about about five, six years later, when I rededicated my life back to Christ, and that was around 2001, I saw this lady that I thought perhaps, you know, maybe she's the one I'm supposed to marry. Um, I was attracted to her. Uh, she loved the Lord. Um, she was a Christian. Uh, she fit the biblical profile and all that kind of good stuff. So I thought maybe she's the one. You know, I felt um, everything around me was saying that she was the one. I felt the dogs were barking. She was the one. The birds were singing. She was the one. She looked like the one. She talked like the one. She smelled like the one. So I was really believing that she was the one for me. But prior to talking to her, I prayed to God about it. And uh, pretty much I just said, hey, you know, let your will be done. And uh, I spoke to her. And uh, to cut a long story short, I was right. She was the one, all right. Just one problem. I wasn't the one for her. She was the one for somebody else. I was turned down and I was disappointed. While dealing with that disappointment, I got a phone call from a friend. He wanted me to be a speaker at a True Love Weight seminar. And I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. I just got rejected from being in a relationship. I just got um I just lost the opportunity of even trying to get into something. It didn't even start. It didn't go anywhere because, of course, you know, she was interested in somebody else. And I'm thinking to myself, is this a joke? I've, I just got rejected from trying to be in a relationship. I'm now I'm getting called to speak about true love weights. It's kind of typical of God because sometimes when you are in your most vulnerable state, God can use you. Because when you're weak, he is strong. I began to seek out about what he wanted me to talk about. And the phrase, while you were single, kept coming up. I felt like God was asking me, Tokes, are you ready to be in a relationship? And the answer was no. Okay, so while you are single, what do you need to do to prepare yourself for marriage? What do you need to do to prepare yourself to get into a long-lasting, godly relationship? The key is while you are single because you do not want to begin to prepare after you are married because it might be too late. Your lifestyle as a single person is a seed that will determine the harvest you reap as a married person. Let me say that one more time. Your lifestyle as a single person is a seed that will determine the harvest you will reap as a married person. That's how I ended up with the message while you are single at the seminar. The message evolved into my first book, While You Are Single, which was first published in 2003. A revised and updated version is coming out by God's grace before the year runs out, and that's why it's not on the market right now. Nevertheless, that's how While You Are Single started, and now it has evolved into a podcast and even a service for singles that I hold monthly. Nevertheless, um, about two years after that situation where, you know, I was rejected, um, there was another lady that came across my path and I thought, hey, maybe she's the one. And I approached her as well and I was rebuffed. When I got rejected the second time, I said to myself, I'm going to write a book about rejection. I know it's painful. I know it hurts, but I know it's God's way to protect me and protect her as well. Before I approached the second lady, of course, I prayed about it and the same results. I was rejected again. But I said to myself, wait a minute. I wrote 
the first book while you're single after I got rejected. And now I'm writing another book and I'm like, wait a minute. There's some kind of inspiration that I've experienced in both rejections. And that's why I say there's a purpose behind rejection. Nevertheless, I began to study, um, do some research on those that have been rejected. And I discovered that a lot of people who are successful in life have been rejected. In fact, not only have they been rejected, the rejection was the catalyst for their success. So that's why I rejected it for a purpose was burst. To cut a long story short, I am married now. I got married about a year ago to a lovely woman that got brought across my path. And I'll share a little bit more about that later on. But between the time I rededicated my life to Christ, which was back in 1995, and when I got married last year in August, it's about 18 years. 18 years. I waited 18 years after I rededicated my life back to Christ. But a lot of people really don't think that way. So let's start from when I was born. 37 years. Or shall I say 38? Because it was only two months. I was two months shy of turning 38 when I got married. You might be younger, you might be older. But I waited that long to get married. By God's grace, that will not be your story. So just relax and take a deep breath. Every time I share that, people laugh. Don't worry about it. Everybody has a different path. That just happened to be the path that God took me through to get to where I am now. Thank you for listening to While You're a Single Podcast. We're going to talk more about this next week. Until then, take care and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single Podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. O.J. Tooks has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Toke's Christian inspirational hip-hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtokesministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly, every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care and stay blessed.